founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. the theme of the show today. This is yours truly, Curtis Lewa. Brian will be back uh, tomorrow, same time, same place. So it's up to me to turbocharge this session. And um, I don't know Macedonia, Phil. I'm sitting here in the seat of Sid Rosenberg, and his uh, seat is very hot. I don't know his tush was warmed or whatever. But it's uh, extremely uh, uncomfortable here. And it's extremely uncomfortable in the streets of the city of New York because of the high crime. And on Wall Street, those hedge fund monsters, those financial analysts, the banks that are too big to fail with the implosion of cryptocurrency. So let's deal first with street crime. And then let's flip the script and go right into the white collar crime. Number one, there is chaos in the upper ranks of the NYPD. You go to one police plaza and they have shuffled the chairs on the deck of the Titanic with the mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, make that the soccer man with no plan, on his way back from Qatar. He faces a hot mess. Let me reconnect you with the dots. It was just last week that the NYPD chief, Jeffrey Madry, who you're seeing more and more at press conferences at the scenes of crimes that are being committed. In fact, you saw just last night a situation where you had the cops and a bunch of thugs in a gunfight way up in the Bronx where there was a gun battle that ended up right near Yankee Stadium near the 4-4 precinct. took place at about 11.45 at night. It's getting tougher and tougher out there for the brave men and women of the NYPD. But what's making it even tougher are those um, those rules and regulations that are being handed down from one police plaza, in addition to the district attorneys like, uh, oh, man, Darcel Clark in the Bronx, who is, in fact, a female version of the DA in Manhattan. Uh, and let me tell you something. It's turn them loose. When it comes to cops making collars, both in the Bronx and Manhattan on a regular basis, and it's just impaired, impaired the morale. Let me start at the top. You have the New York Police Department Chief Jeffrey Madry, who has been topped to become the top uniform spot. That's after uh, police officer Corey had resigned after 32 years. The chief of the department, Ken Corey. So the replacement was made. This is before Eric Adams departed first for Athens to speak at that conference on anti-Semitism and then spend three days in Qatar learning about security because he said he needed to get a grasp on thing with boots on the ground 
Because in 2026, get this, 2026, when the World Cup games will be played in North America, some on the pitches in Canada, some in the United States, and some in Mexico, the closest venue here will be MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford in Secaucus. And that has nothing to do with New York City. But if he's learning about security, hopefully he'll bring some of those pointers back to New York City because you just look at the stats that were just announced by our newscasters. November sees a jump in homicide, assault, and robbery citywide. These these figures just keep going up and up and up. So what has the mayor done to try to stem the flow? He has taken a guy that he's known for many years, NYPD Chief Jeffrey Madry, and given him the responsibility of cracking down on all this street crime utilizing special units in the NYPD, whether it's pickpocket units, whether they're out there recovering guns, snatching and hopefully not releasing. But he's given orders from headquarters that something has to be done to stem the flow of the violent crime rate in the city of New York. Problem is he may have chosen the wrong guy and the morale has taken another tip. Let me tell you something about Chief Jeffrey Madry. I've known him many years. At one time, he was a deputy inspector of the 75th Precinct in East New York, Brooklyn. The largest precinct, the most active precinct. Lou, in fact, they have a uh, CBS series now about the 75th Precinct. It's had that kind of reputation for years. During the Dinkins years, when it was called the Killing Fields, Rudy Giuliani went in there. He was able to lower the crime rate substantially. Bloomberg and Ray Kelly kept it that way, and then it just started zooming up under comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and now it is just like percolating. But Jeffrey Madry, when he was the deputy inspector of the 75th Precinct, had a gumada, a home slice on the side, Lou, his driver, female police officer, Tabitha Forster, and they were having an affair. Uh, Jeffrey Madry was married. And it got very contentious. It got very hot and heavy. So one day on a hill in Ozone Park, the two of them are having a lover's spat. And I mean, it's really getting physical. He's pushing her. She's grabbing him. He knocks her down. And then Lou, she gets up, takes out her service revolver, and puts it right to Jeffrey Madry's head. The good people of Ozone Park, they didn't take the attitude that snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. They dropped dime, and immediately cops were coming out of everywhere. Uniformed cops, bells and whistles blaring. They surrounded the situation. They had their guns drawn. They told Tabitha Forster, put the gun down, put the gun down. And then Deputy Inspector Jeffrey Madry flapped his uh, badge. He says, you guys know me. I'm nearby Deputy Inspector. I've seen all of you here in Ozone Park from the 7-5 Precinct. This is personal business. Leave. And they left. And nobody ever knew about that until eventually it blew up because Tabitha Forster has sued the city of New York, claiming that Jeffrey Madry was then actually manipulating her, abusing her, both physically and mentally. And there is a lawsuit in state Supreme Court for millions and millions of dollars. As a result of that appointment by Eric Adams, Swagger man with no plan, and his uh, honcho, who is the deputy mayor in charge of public safety. The three other top NYPD chiefs retired in order. The Trinity, the Trifecta, the Troika. 
Special Operations Chief Harry Wayton retired, put his papers in last week. Chief of Housing Kathleen O'Reilly, who used to be head of the Transit Police, after many years, 34 years, put her papers in. Chief of Transit Jason Wilcox put his papers in. And it has caused chaos in the upper levels of one police plaza, which has somewhat been leaderless, but now it's almost as if anarchy prevails. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. If you happen to know any of the nitty-gritty details out there, feel free to call in. Because on this very day, as the mayor returns from Qatar, the NYPD brass, according to beat cops both in the streets, in the subways, and in the public housing projects, have really stuck it to them. Orders from headquarters are... Police officers much, must attach stickers emblazoned with the latest letters NYPD to their work phones because the perception is that they have to be curbed from using personal calls on the, uh, the uh, issued phone from one police plaza. And they shouldn't be texting on duty. But some of the police officers are saying where they can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. The directive from one police plaza requires the stickers, and it was added to the NYPD's patrol guide just last week. Upon receipt, all members of the service are required to affix an NYPD phone sticker to the outside of their department-issued cell phone case. Distribution of the decals comes several months after Mayor Eric Adams told the public to snap a photo of any cops talking on their phones in the subways and send it directly to him. But just two months prior, he ordered the public not to come near the cops. He said they have a tough job to do. Don't be sticking iPhones, cell phones, any kind of cameras in the face of the cops when they are actually responding to a crime in progress or they have made a collar or they are questioning a suspect. Once again, you have mixed messages coming from the mayor's office and maybe the real problem is, is that he's trying to be the police commissioner, too. He has Sewell. And there was a story in the New York Post over the weekend that was pretty damning. As Sewell was saying that as a female, first female ever to lead the department, she is handcuffed. She is the victim of sexism. She is the victim of the higher echelon, the brass, mostly all male, not following her orders from headquarters. And this has certainly caused a lot of tension in already a very tense situation. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. There's a new push within the ranks of the police department to beg, to beseech the new command to start using more and more facial recognition technology, which helps the police in finding crime. Now, the DSA, the Justice Warriors, have said that this will just spur more racial divisions within the ranks of the community versus the police. I, having experienced this all over the world, as leader of the Guardian Angels can tell you, whether it's in London, whether it's in Paris, whether it's in other ports of call, the use of facial recognition technology, which matches the face of the accused to millions and millions of other photos that have been stored from all over the world, almost guarantees that 99.9% of the time you're actually catching the person that actually committed the crime. 
How many times have we seen somebody gets mugged, somebody gets robbed, somebody gets stabbed, somebody gets clocked from behind? They're woozy. They don't necessarily have a clear method of identifying the perp or the perps. They go and they see a, a photo lineup. They pick out a photo that turns out not to be the person, or they go to an actual physical lineup, and they pick out the wrong person or persons. And then we see time and time again there are persons who are jammed up for a lot of time upstate who end up eventually having to be released because, in fact, they were not the criminals. I can only tell you the facial recognition, which the NYPD already has access to, must be used citywide on a regular basis. Perfect example. You look at Rockefeller Center, they're closing down Fifth Avenue. Lots of crowds going to see Saks Fifth Avenue, the windows which are lit up like a Christmas tree, and naturally the Christmas tree itself in Rockefeller Center. And in this wonderful time of year, the pickpockets, the jostlers, the boosters come out in unprecedented numbers. If you could be actually filming people as they were moving about in these very public places, you would be able to preemptively determine who the pickpockets and jostlers are because they're predicate offenders. They're the same men and some women that the police are dealing with time and time again. And what they're usually doing is they're hitting the area around the Diamond District, St. Patrick's Cathedral, the Theater District, Restaurant Row, Radio City Music Hall, and Rockefeller Center. Time and time again, they're pickpocketing and jostling. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And then when you go down to Trendy Soho, right there on Green Street, it's almost like it's a flashback back to the 70s in Times Square when you used to have guys out there with the three plastic bottle caps playing three-card molly, the age-old shell game. It's being done, done out in the open, in public. As thousands of shoppers are passing by, it's a well-organized illegal game that many of you have seen before and you thought that that was just part of the past. Well, it's come back with a vengeance. They have the shills. They have the lookouts. They have people who are falsely playing, and it looks like they're winning hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They have turned Green Street into an outdoor casino with fraudulent accosting. And if you happen to win, Lou, if you happen to outsmart them in the shell game, in this three-card molly game, they come, they bump you, they run, they grab the money, they stash the cash with other lookouts. So even if 5-0, even if the police department descends on the area and you are the victim and you point out the guys, it's, it's not us, he must, he, must, he, he must not be able to identify blacks because he thinks all blacks look alike and all of a sudden they're off. They're off with thousands and thousands of dollars. And I know many of you are saying, well, they ought to realize at this particular point that that's a ruse, that they're going to lose. There's no way you can beat the three-card molly guys. But a lot of these folks are tourists. A lot of these people get lured in. They're standing there like vultures and buzzards watching chills actually win money. I mean, mad money. We're talking hundreds of dollars. And then suddenly they're lured in. And now, before they know it, they've lost $1,000. They've lost $5,000. And all of a sudden, the cardboard box is collapsed, and the vultures and buzzards run in all directions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to have to give you, uh, to give you a view of what it's like in the streets as opposed to what so many of you deal with in the streets. But November has seen a jump in homicide, assault, and robbery 
citywide. And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has got to really get control of one police plaza because it starts at the top dysfunction and is now bleeding down to the ranks. 1-800-848-9222. Yours truly, Curtis Lee, was substituting for Brian Kilmeade. That's 1-800-848-9222. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know. Oh, he's getting ready for his big apology tour. Started off uh, with ABC News. Who is that? Adam Bankman-Fried, make that Sam Bankman-Fried, who's selling Sam coins, which turned out to be scam coins for FTX. And he's throwing himself at the mercy of all, claiming he only has $100,000 after raising $32 billion, and poof, it's disappeared. That's the white-collar crime. We'll come back to that momentarily. I've been all over that case. I don't know why we in talk radio haven't done a bigger and deeper dive on how many people have invested. A lot of whales out there, a million investors into FTX, and they're going to see bupkis. They're going to see Ugats. And, Lou, they're going to want to get bailed out. They're going to want us, the suckers, taxpayers, to bail them out like we had to bail out the big banks you know, who's, who were too big to fail back in 2008. We'll get to that momentarily. But let's uh, go to the phones. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And Chris in the Catskills, your turn to be heard here at WABC. Chris. Good morning, Curtis. I'd love to see you have this permanent job on this time slot. Hey, you, you're playing that song, Another One Bites the Dust. If you if you back mask that and play it backwards, it says choose to smoke marijuana. I've, <laughs> I've heard that years ago. But, so. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a repeat that. A uh, little, I want to do this during the break. You know, stairway to heaven, we got it. But you're claiming that if we back mass the Queen song, another one bites the dust, what will we hear? Choose to smoke marijuana. Wow, we got to do that. Lou's a master of this. He's a man. He's got the turntables out. He knows exactly what to do. But continue with your smokers update. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I got bullied a lot. I got I got on a different time slot. Next time you fill in for Frank, I got a couple criticisms for you. If, if it's true that you said you were a bully in high school. But so me getting bullied led to me smoking pot and starting at a very young age, younger than 13. And I had problems with it, smoking it too much throughout my life. I threw away a good intellect. I should I should have been a guy going straight out of the box to like Cornell University instead of a community college. And I just, I had some stress in my life. I started again. And it's its not something I would recommend to anybody. It has medicinal benefits, but it's its enjoyable. And it's, it's hard to control things that are enjoyable in life. And I've given myself respiratory issues. And, uh, you know, I'm going to All right, but Chris, Chris uh, now that it is legal, the recreational use of marijuana, obviously medical marijuana has been legal for quite some time. 
Jersey is doing it better than New York. We haven't even gotten started with it, even though it's two years old. When Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta, King Cuomo I, we'll give you a, an update on him and his battles with Tish James in the next hour. But now that it's legal, what's the difference between you going into a gin mill, knocking back Jameson, and getting a buzz, or all of a sudden vaping uh, because you walked into a uh, weed store uh, and you get a buzz that way? I mean, what's no, the difference? You've done both? There's not. There's not. And I'll be honest with you. I, I I don't have a problem with it being legal, but, you know, there should be warnings about it. And people should should have, ex, ex, you know, extreme trepidation and caution about doing it too much and long term. And to be honest with you, marijuana is a much less of a euphoric effect than alcohol. You know, people you get high on alcohol, you can't function. People can still function on marijuana. Some people you're not going to function as well. Um, you know, but I know the woman that was one of the six members on the marijuana control board. And I was trying to get her an interview with, with you. Oh, well, wait a second. Well, wait a second. I don't do interviews, Chris. I just talk to people. I don't want any professional uh, people to do interviews because they do their spin. I will tell you this, though, Chris, uh, if, in fact, you uh, had any kind of record in the past dealing marijuana, you know, like that movie... Uh, I'm sure Macedonian Phil has seen that movie with Johnny Depp, you know, Blow, in which he starts in Massachusetts with bales of marijuana and realizes it's too much of a heavy lift and not enough payback. So he he moves to Coquina, lines of coke, and he's bringing in kilos, but it's a hell of a lot more dangerous. The way it is now in New York, unlike New Jersey, is if you have a record for having sold marijuana, and it's got to be weight, it can't be nickels and dime bags, you move to the head of the line. You get a license to open up a store in which you can legally sell pot. Now, just look at that main headline here. A Brooklyn prosecutor has copped to federal charges that he helped run a nationwide marijuana distribution ring, including while he was still trying cases in the district attorney's office of Brooklyn of Eric Gonzalez. Now, interesting. He's probably going to be found guilty. But, Lou, there's light at the end of the tunnel. He'll end up with a license to sell marijuana either in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, the Bronx, Staten Island, or any other part of New York from Buffalo to Brooklyn. If, in fact, he can prove that he has a record. The other big news of the day is with the legalization of the recreational use of marijuana and the issuing of the licenses, they're actually going to start delivery services like Grubhub, the same way you get your food delivered to you. You're going to get your weed delivered to you. And they're making it seem like it's brand new. Lou, they have no idea. I sat there in Tompkins Tompkins Square Park. It was in the 80s. It was the East Village then, and it was right next to the Alphabet Jungle. Avenues A to D. People were lining up to get their P-dope. People were up in the empty windows of the abandoned buildings. They were basing cocaine, free-basing cocaine. They looked like zombies. There were drugs everywhere, but they didn't realize that at that time, there was an entrepreneur, a tall Jewish guy, bald, happened to be gay, who was wearing high waters, and he became the Pope of Greenwich Village. He started the whole process of delivering pot door-to-door to your place of business or to your home in the 80s. So the first time I met Nikki, I think I went down there with like a half pound of chocolate tie. 
He definitely wasn't a gangster or looked anywhere near a gangster type character. He was tall, he was balding, he was older. I remember he was wearing high waters with his socks pulled up. Mickey being Mickey, and as ballsy as he was, he had gotten a phone number that was 1-800-WANT-POP. Here's how it worked. A customer would just pick up the phone and dial 1-800-WANT-POP. And it would almost like a bookie place. There'd be like maybe four or five people in here on telephones, and everybody's taking calls. They would pick up the phone, they would take the delivery amount, the address, jump on a bicycle, and drive to the address. Uh, wait a second. Hold on a second. Was that Macedonian Phil taking down that number? That number doesn't work anymore. And but they used to deliver pot to your door. The gradation that you wanted, the kind of buds that you wanted. No seeds, no stems. They had an entire processing line. This guy was making millions of dollars. The Pope of Greenwich Village. That was in the 80s. Now you say, how could he have been doing that if it was illegal? Well, he greased the palms of crooked cops in the Ninth Precinct. Remember, this is before... This is pre-Rudy Giuliani. This is during the chaotic years, the last four-year term of Ed Koch, and the first four-year term, and thank God, the only four-year term of David Dinkins, who had destroyed this city that we love, where we averaged 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 unsolved shootings, and drugs was being dealt everywhere. But if you needed pot back then, you called up a number. You spoke directly to the Pope of Greenwich Village, Nikki, and Nikki said, no problem. Where are you? He'd scratch down your address. Hey, hey, Igor, come on, get on your your 10-speed uh, Raleigh English racer. We got, a, we got a good customer here, good customer. That's the way it was done in the 80s. And now they're acting, a new generation, like, oh, wow, we're going to use Grubhub. All they got to do is take the template of what was very successful years ago when the Pope of Greenwich Village was doing this 24-7-365. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. On the streets of the Bronx is where Great movie by Chaz Palminteri. Oh, Bronx Tale. Except now, Lou, if you were walking across the street, you got a duck and cover from the drive-by shooting, right? Guys on, you know, the motorcycles. Can't do it anymore. No doo-wop, no acapella. In fact, if you think you're going to stand on a corner, whether it's Belmont, Arthur Avenue, East Tremont, 138th and Brook, and you're going to sing doo-wop and acapella, you better duck and cover or start to pack your bags and head down to DeSantis land, Freedom land, Florida. Nice try, Lou. It's not working. By the way, you're trying to buy time for Macedonian Phil. That Stunad is supposed to be backmasking Another One Bites the Dust by Queen based on what Chris in the Poconos was saying. By the way, uh, trying to figure out, was that from the Irish Alps or was that the Jewish Himalayas that he was calling from? Anyway, uh, you're delaying me here, Macedonia Phil. Where is my backmasking of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust? You know, I didn't ask you stay away from heaven. I didn't ask you Led Zeppelin. That would have been too easy. It was a little more complicated. And you know what? 
you have Ugats. Anyway, let's go right to the phones. It's Paulie calling from Centerport. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Paulie. Hey, Curtis. How you doing? Uh, I was in a uh, uh, train wreck back in 2016 and had uh, four spine surgeries uh, and made it through okay. But you, you bet you've had surgery. You know what kind of pain that is. And, and through different periods of time, I was either strung out on morphine or oxy or Dilaudid or something like that. And what got me off of all of that was marijuana. Well, uh, let me let me I tell you a, a story, uh, Paulie. And I, I totally concur because I've been through the same situation. My most recent visit to the hospital a few years ago, Columbia Presbyterian, before the uh, Christmas holiday, I had an eight-and-a-half-hour operation for chronic Crohn's disease. My wife, Nancy, was with me every step of the way. Uh, no painkiller was working for me, and I've had fentanyl before. I've had morphine. I've had the oxys. Uh, they gave me um, sort of uh, Tylenol with codeine. That didn't work. And then all of a sudden, my, my wife said, you know, why don't we try medical marijuana? You know, it might have a calming effect, because right now he just put his uh, fist through the wall and he's really acting out. Lou, don't get nervous. I'm not putting my fist through the wall here. And, you know, the doctor, the surgeon who had worked on me said, I wish I could, but it's illegal. We cannot distribute it in the hospital. We cannot distribute it in the hospital. Now, imagine they could give me fentanyl, which is a great drug when you have intense pain. They can give you morphine. They can give you oxys. They can give you Tylenol with codeine. They can give you other drugs, but they can't give you the edible form, right? We're not talking the smokable form, the edible form of medical marijuana. How crazy is that? The federal government continues to say it's a level one drug. Lou, it's as bad as fentanyl in the eyes of the federal government. In fact, if you uh, operate a store for the legal sale of marijuana, whether medical or, or, or recreational, you can't bank the money. Think of it, Lou. You cannot go to a bank and open up a business account. You have to take the money home and store it in the mattress. And you know what happens? The buzzards and vultures are standing outside, the stick-up kids. They're clocking the customers coming in. They know it's a cash-and-carry business. So you could be coming home with an army to protect you. They'll either get you when you're coming out of your store, they'll get you on your way home, or they'll do a home invasion. And I've tracked a lot of these home invasions in the tri-state area, in the suburbs, especially from those who operate clinics now in New Jersey, legal clinics. There are about 28 of them. And you would be surprised at how many of them are involved in the legal sale of marijuana, and they get held up. Speaking of street crime, Lou, we got to go to the white-collar crime Because Sam Bankman-Fried, think of him, Mr. FTX, for years they were lining up asking, please sell me Sam coins. It was like Bernie Madoff, please take my money. Sam, take my money. Sorry, I can't give you any Sam coins now. It's turned out to be scam coins from a business that had $32 billion in assets sheltered in the Bahamas, the crooked nation of the Bahamas where... The elected officials have their beaks in the trough, and they were siphoning off money and protecting Sam Bankman-Fried. Never trust anybody with uh, three names. 
and his 10 cronies, all graduates from MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Oh, they're so bright. Yeah, they're so bright, they just bankrupted FTX and their affiliate. And guess what? If you were an investor of which so many so-called smart investors were, you're out of pocket. You don't even have belly button lint. So, Lou, instead of walking the perp chain walk as a white-collar criminal like eventually Bernie Madoff had to, he's gone on his apology tour, sitting down with ABC News. Look how he is immediately begging, begging for forgiveness because he knows eventually he may have to do jail time at Camp Fed. Here's what Mark Cuban has to say about that. Yep. He said, if I were him, I'd be afraid of going to jail for a long time. At the end of the day, you know, it's not my call what happens, and uh, the world will judge me as it will. Are you worried about going to jail? There are a lot of things that are worrying me right now. Um, and, you know, as best as possible, I'm trying to focus on what I can do going forward to be helpful and, you know, let whatever, you know, regulatory and legal processes are happening play out as they will. Bull feathers. You're a criminal. You want to focus? Take the Adderall that you were living on, the legal form of amphetamines. They had a commune there, and Lou, they were polyamorous at night, having sex with everything that moved, dropping Adderall all day and ripping people off. And you notice he used Mark Cuban, right? Stephanopoulos. Meantime, Mark Cuban is being sued for luring investors into buying his bitcoins. And he didn't mention that, did Stephanopoulos? Of course not. And then, of course, here was Stephanopoulos pressing Sam Bankman-Fried about why he took money from one of his companies and switched it illegally to the other company. This is really a yes or no question. Yep. Carolyn Ellison says you knew that FTX funds were being funneled to Alameda. Did you know that? I knew that there is an open margin position there and that that involved I know, but that's all what I'm asking. <laughs> if she's in court and you're in court and she's under oath and you're under yep. oath and you're asked, did you know that these funds were being funneled to Alameda, what is your answer? Pause. Think it, think it over twice. I did not know that there is any improper uh, use of customer funds. Guilty is charged. Lock him up. What the hell is it? Don't we have an extradition treaty with the crooks in the Bahamas? That was a company sheltered offshore. Why would any of you, and I know some of you were stupid enough to invest in FTX and its affiliate, Almameda. Why would any of you house your investment offshore in a, uh, in a blockchain exchange in which all you were given is a PIN number and told they'll hold your assets? It's like... Lewis says, if you have a um, safety deposit box in your local bank, you have the key. You can go in there. The bank has the key, obviously, if there's a problem. But what they're telling you at FTX is, we'll take care of your SAM coins, now scam coins. And if you lose your PIN number, tough noogies. You're out of luck. What a scam. And you know something? Both Democrats and Republicans don't want to call him to the hill because they both made money off him. In this case, Democrats more than Republicans, but then think back to Enron. It was Republicans then. It's a corrupt process. 
when you're a white-collar criminal, you're lucky if you get fined. They never seem to lock them up. Look at 2008. How many of those bankers, too big to fail, how many of those hedge fund monsters, how many of those who almost imploded the world's economy did any jail time? Zip, Nadia, nothing. 1-800-848-9222. Now, uh, Lou, did uh, Macedonia Phil deliver on pack masking? Another one bites the dust, as I had requested, from Queen. Let's see what it sounds like and if we can interpret it. Chris from the Catskills said to us with specificity what it says. Let's see if he's right or he's, he's a participant in the gong show. Queen, right? You heard that. He's talking about sucking up marijuana. You know, we really should have Phil come in to interpret it. He's in a drug-induced psychosis, purple haze, every day. We'll do that momentarily. We'll let it set in. But Chris in the Catskills was right. He backmasked. Another one bites the dust. And it's exactly... No, we can't wait. We got to do it again. Please, please. You got to do it again, Lou. Please. Yep, 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 yep. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it that Freddie Mercury was talking or singing there about sucking up marijuana. Do you concur, Lou? I mean, you are the musical impresario. I had never heard that one before. This is the first time for me now. First I time? I hear it. Wait, wait a second. You, you didn't sit around your life backmasking songs? I mean, come on. It's obviously the most famous is Stairway to Heaven. Then again, you had some really good heavy metal joints that you could have actually, some of the some of the groups went on trial because they were accused when you would backmask their songs that it was a call to Satan, right? The 666, the Antichrist. Or were you in a drug-induced psychosis yourself? But back then, Lou, you were smoking ragweed, right? That had almost no THC. Now, oh, man, you said, what the hell is in this joint? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But if you smoke a joint or you vape, then you take Adderall because you got to get back to work and you got to be focused, right? It's like the legal form of amphetamines. And notice the FDA has said there is a shortage of many of the pharmaceutical drugs that are legal that you have to get with a prescription. But the number one drug that has a limited supply is Adderall. Gee, I wonder why. one 800 That's one 800 wabc and speaking of distraction and having to take Adderall, the polyamorous crew of MIT graduates in the Animal House of the Bahamas that were stealing money from people who were investing in FTX and its affiliate, Almameda. Listen to Sam Bankman-Fried claiming the failure of FTX was due to distraction and he should have paid more attention to it. Hey, schmuck putz, you didn't take enough Adderall. How do you explain the failure? Was it inattention, arrogance, 
Um, it's a good question. Was it unethical? Some part of it was just literal distraction. I sh really should have spent some time each day taking a step back and saying, what are the most important things here, right? And like, how do I have oversight of those and make sure that I'm not losing track of those? And frankly, I did a pretty incomplete job at that. I spent a lot less time looking at assets and looking at balances and positions because that's not where revenue came from. And so it, I wasn't seeing it as a core business driver. Obviously, it was a core risk, and that was a huge mistake of mine to not think more about that. Let me suggest that he use the old Japanese tradition. When you have disgraced yourself, when you have disgraced your employees, when you have disgraced your company, and you have disgraced your nation. Remember how many times I remember when I was in Japan uh, in the late 90s organizing Guardian Angels. Yeah, I have Guardian Angels in Japan. On TV, there was a report that an executive at a top uh, firm, an accountant's firm, had cooked the books. And you know what his solution was, Lou? He took that Ginzu knife, you know, that they sell on late night TV. Very cheap, very inexpensive. And he went, Harry Carey. Look, it's simple. It's not going to cost us a lot of money. It's a perfect way of saying I'm sorry, right? You know, Justin Bieber, Biber, whatever, we should deport him to Canada. But that song, just say I'm sorry. You know, just commit Harry Carey. You criminal, you junior Bernie Madoff. And now he's going on his apology tour. And now he admits to not spending time and effort because he didn't take enough Adderall. You said one of your great it's talents in a podcast was managing risk. That's right. And well, it's I, obviously wrong. Well, I, it's, I think that there is something maybe even deeper wrong there, which was I wasn't even trying. Like, I wasn't spending any time or effort trying to manage risk on FTX. Trying, like, and that, that obviously... That's that a stunning a admission. What? That's a pretty stunning admission. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like... What I know happened, what to happened. say. You're like, guilty. If I, had been, no trial. if I had been spending an hour a day thinking about risk management on FTX, I don't think that would have happened. Oh, shut I up. I think I, I stopped. Shut up, you, you quiff. I mean, look at this guy. Right? How far is Gitmo from there? Right on the tip of Cuba. How far from the Bahamas? Let's take him in chains and shackles. Let's put him in the room where there's sleep deprivation because he has all this Adderall in his system, you know, that he's been pumping in for two years ever since he graduated MIT. Oh, I'm the best, not like the rest. Me and Carnegie Mellon, oh, we're intellectually stupid, right? No, you're stupid for investing in my scam. And let's do this, Lou. Let's put him in that sleep deprivation room and play Yoko Ono over and over and over. Ah! He'll give it up. And then bring Dick Cheney out of retirement in Wyoming and let him waterboard Sam Bankman-Fried ah! one last time. One last time. By the way, let's go to Kelly in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Kelly. Yes, hi. I was just wondering, um, there's a, a recent video. Uh, well, she got swallowed up in the abyss. The dot. On you, and I just was wondering if 
Hey, 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 Kelly. Can we backmask Kelly's Kelly's phone call here? You see, that's Eric. That's Eric Mercury, right? I mean, he's basically saying, suck up marijuana. Suck up marijuana. Am I right? Let's go, if we can, to um, Larry, who's calling from Parsippany, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Larry. Good morning, Curtis. Nice to speak to you. Hey, listen, you had a caller before talking about cannabis, smoking, and all of that. Now, I'm not a pro on this, but all I know is when you drink and you drive, you kill people. I've never heard of anybody smoking marijuana that got into an accident and killed anyone. Have you? Uh, Larry, first of all, let's quantify. Uh, He's not a pro. What does it mean you're a pro in smoking marijuana? That even after smoking four joints, you can separate the seeds from the stems before you roll another fatty? Is that what you mean, Larry? No, not at all. Um, What I do mean is when you smoke marijuana today, there's no seeds in it. And it's pretty strong stuff. Damn right it's strong. (laughs) And by the way, by the way, let's, let's cut right to the chase. So you're saying you smoke weed... You know, you're um, you're uh, ahead, and all of a sudden the feds are right behind you. Whoa, 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 and they pull you over. It's very difficult to quantify if you're impaired when you're driving because this, the smoke is in your system. The edibles are in your system for 30 days. So you could cop uh, a plea in court. You could say that, hey, you know, that's something that I did 10 days ago. Whereas if you've been drinking... And some of you, uh, many listeners have been known to do. And they get a blood test on you right away if you don't suddenly do the bird and stop at Dunkin' Donuts and drink 40 cups of coffee and then end up uh, busting your spleen because of all the coffee in you, which drives down the alcohol content. It's easy to determine if you're drunk while driving. It is very difficult to determine legally, medicinally. If you are impaired after smoking weed, and that's the problem that enforcement has. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Talking about Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Your love is fading. Fade, 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 fade. I feel it fade. Classic rare earth. Your love is fading. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa, substituting for Brian Kilmeade. So good. Blast from the past, Lou. Woman, woman, your touch, your touch has gone cold. Controls your very soul. I fooled myself long as I can. Can feel the presence of another man. It's now when you speak my Think name. of it. When was the it's first time you heard this song? 
sitting in your convertible, your car, on your terrestrial radio, maybe even at WABC when we were spinning stacks of wax before we flipped the script and then began this thing that you so love, that I so love, that we also love, talk radio, that has once again made us the number one station in the nation. But because we've gone into the time machine, it's almost like, um, you know, it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone here. I must have that back mask one more time because I have an idea, Macedonian Phil. This, I think, can resolve the problems that we have with cryptocurrency. Because, you know, uh, our mayor, the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, has returned from Qatar And he is like the last man standing who promotes the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, the Bitcoin bandits, and the blockchain criminals. Let me, let me, please, back, uh, back mask that, please. Uh, Absolutely. Freddie Mercury there of Queen is definitely saying you got to smoke more marijuana. There's no doubt. Before we talk about Donald Trump, because we will be consumed with that, his most recent foray into negating the United States Constitution. I don't know how Mark Levin, our constitutional scholar, is going to take to that. I'm going to be listening intently tonight, 6 to 9, as I do every Monday through Friday here at WABC. What do you think about this, Lou? Because Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, always likes to give people a second chance. And that's a good thing. Look, our own uh, John Katzmatidis, owner-operator of our parent company, Red Apple Media, has given a number of my colleagues here a second chance, and rightfully so. And look, it's helped us become the number one news talk station in the nation. But how about Mayor Adams, who is a supporter of the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemes? appointing Sam Bankman-Fried as crypto czar for New York City. And he can work remotely from a beanbag in the Bahamas. What do you think? Oh, I see uh, Macedonia Phil. He's all for that, right? You had a few of those Sam coins that are now scam coins. Well, let me give credit where credit is due. Donald Trump, former president, was one of the first, like Paul Revere, to alert everybody, don't get scammed with cryptocurrency You got to feel it, touch it, smell it, paper, paper. The sage of Omaha, right, Warren Buffett, said exactly the same thing. And to his credit, our owner and operator, great talk show host in his own right, John Katsimatidis, early on said, first off, why would you invest offshore where you don't have access uh, to your equity? And secondly, you need paper. So I guess it's old school, baby boomers versus... um, Hipsters, millennials, general, generation X, Y, and Z. All right, let's table that. Let's put that on the shelf. Let's get to the latest uh, revelation that Donald Trump has given to us on his social networking platform. But before, because back-to-back, belly-to-belly, the two big stories, of course, involve Donald Trump, our former president. First, finally, a House committee was granted the tax returns that we were told by... Well, we were told by then-candidate Donald Trump we might get back in 2016. And then when he unexpectedly got elected, leaving Hillary Rodham Clinton in that fetal position at Jacob Javits Senate saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He then say, 
over my dead body. You're not getting my tax returns. He's turned them over. And I, I don't want to go to expert guests on this because it's boring, right? Come on, let's admit it, Lou. Let's admit it, uh, Macedonian Phil. We don't need to talk to some accountant who graduated Baruch with a sharpened number two pencil. Let's just go to the expert himself, Dave Chappelle. On the stage of Saturday Night Live, as he spoke about how a star was born at the very time that, in fact, Donald Trump told the world, you can drop dead, you're not going to get my tax returns. And, in fact, he fought it in court. Had to be at least a grueling five years, but now it's the day of reckoning. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. (laughs) And then, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends... A star was born. He couldn't have been more hopelessly correct. I remember that moment in the debate. Barack Obama was in the wings, the president at that time. Hillary Rodham Clinton, the secretary of state on the stage. And Donald Trump was so right about that because he said, you won't change the tax code because all your donors and supporters benefit from the same tax breaks that I get. Well, to be continued now. The bigger story, though, today, which has caused a lot of kvetching. Oh, did I hear Sid Rosenberg this morning. His first show with a brand new title for the show since the passing of our great colleague, Bernard McGurk. We will never forget him. The studio is named in honor of Bernard, the Bernard McGurk studio that we broadcast from. And we will be doing a prostate cancer run awareness campaign coming up very soon. Because, again, I can't say it enough, having been a prostate cancer survivor, along with my Kumbadachi, Trudy Giuliani, another prostate cancer survivor, we waited too long to get a simple blood test, a simple prick of the finger. And it almost cost us our lives and more pain and more suffering than the pain and suffering that both of us went through. In fact, it knocked Rudy out of the box as mayor. He was going to run against Hillary Rodham Clinton for the vacated U.S. Senate seat of Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who was half in the back. And naturally, Hillary Rodham Clinton went on to win that against Rick Lazio, who was lazy during that campaign. Boy, with Rudy, it would have been a heavyweight political clash. And in terms of myself, boy, did I wait too long. And when I had my prostate removed which I would not recommend to anybody unless they have no other alternatives. There are so many therapies out there that exist. And, man, I uh, suffer the complications of that to this day. The positive thing, I'm alive and I'm cancer-free. How do I know I'm cancer-free? Because every year my finger gets pricked. Simply put it on a little glass. They test it at the clinic. And they let you know what your PSA count is. If it goes up, guys, okay, you may have to go through further analysis. But it's guys who are definitely chicken. It's like the chicken of the sea. Big, tough, big, bad, bold guys, right? Like Bernard was in life. Like I am in life, lucky to survive. Like Rudy is. I mean, you're talking about three tough guys. 
And yet to the mere thought of taking a test, a simple test from prostate cancer, and we just shrunk away like, well, I'm melting and I can't get up, please. Guys, you need to start getting tested at 40. Don't listen to the government. They say 55. There are men who are coming down with prostate cancer now in their 40s. And ladies out there, you have my permission to be a nag, to be a witch, to be like Kathy Bates and just nag your menfolk morning, noon, and night. Please, it saves lives. 99.9% of prostate cancer uh, sufferers can get cured and and have their full physical faculties. I'm not going to go into great detail because of the problems that I have as a result. Leave it at that. You would think after what Donald Trump uh, put out on his social networking, the Truth Social Post, that this might be the end of the line for him, Lou, in terms of people staying on board the SS Trump. And I can speak authoritatively to this, Because I was probably the first never-Trumper, the first rhino. Republican in name only. Boy, did I get castigated. Uh, Did I get maligned. Uh, At times when I was running for mayor, the hardcore Trumpers, the Ubermaggers, were even spitting at me. And I wanted to punch their schnoz right down their throat. But I realized, hey, this is America. Free speech. You get to, to get all the bile out of your system. And boy, did they land it all on me. And my candidate, Fernando Mateo, the uh, Bill de Blasio Republican, ran a campaign, $2 million, dropped on my head, that Lieutenant General Flynn, the ultimate Trumper, was saying, don't vote for Curtis. He's an ever-Trumper. He's a rhino. Vote for Fernando Mateo. I crushed him. And one of the reasons I crushed him, I had the other ultimate uh, Trumpers supporting me, my Kambadici, Rudy Giuliani. But that was then, and this is now. As you know, the support for Donald Trump after he announced that he's running for the Republican nomination again for the presidency of the United States, and obviously over on the point spread is, he's got, he's got a pretty good shot at it. He is a hardened veteran of primary campaigning, and he loves to rumble. The others, not so much. We don't really know much about DeSantis other than he's created the uh, miracle of DeSantis land freedom land in florida but he hasn't been battle tested i'm sure he'll do well if he uh, decides to run in the primary against trump and whoever else jumps in but they're untested and trump is tested but slowly but surely he's starting to destroy the legacy that he had with so many republican voters especially trumpers first remember lou there was the point in which he called desantis de-sanctimonious that did not go over well Didn't even go over well with Mark Levin, who is a big supporter of Donald Trump. They chastised Donald for that, but they gave him a pass. And we saw last uh, week out on the patio of Mar-a-Lago, guess who's coming for lunch? Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. Yay, Yee, Yo, whatever he calls himself today. And he had in tow with him Milo Yiannopoulos, Lou, I still don't understand why Sid Rosenberg, now hosting in the morning, the brand new show that's called Sid Rosenberg and Friends. Why not have a few foes like me, right? Sid Rosenberg, Friends and Foes. But why he hasn't invited Milo, his very dear friend? I remember in the old WABC, when it was Bernie and Sid, they had in studio every month, almost religiously, 
Milo Yiannopoulos then, who claimed that he was gay, he was marrying a black gay guy, and they went to the marriage, and then all of a sudden, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos uh, met uh, <laughs> met a divorce, divorce attorney. The black guy met a divorce attorney. It was over. Yeah, you know, over. Now all of a sudden, he's claiming he's straight. I'd love to hear that interview, if for nothing else, to find out how, how are you gay, Milo, and now you're suddenly straight. And then, of course, there was little Nazi boy, Fuentes, with his Make America Great hat on. So let's be perfectly clear here. We know Sid Rosenberg is not going to do that. He's not going to renew old friendships. But he has been a friend to Donald Trump. He jumped on board. As you know, 2016, he was uh, Hillary Wright. Uh, Bernie, hardcore Trumper, and then eventually Sid was converted by what he was seeing and what he was hearing, and then he uh, came on board right after the 2016 election, which everybody was surprised at the outcome. But it brings us up to the here and now. And to me, this is maybe maybe the last nail in the coffin, right? First, desanctimonious, two, Having uh, lunch with uh, Yeezy, Yay Yo, Ye, whatever the hell he calls himself today. And then this weekend, putting out on his own Truth Social post. It wasn't a tweet. He's been invited back on Twitter by Elon Musk. He respectfully said, No, I have my own social networking platform. Thank you, but I'll use this. And this was his post quote, Do you throw the presidential election results? of 2020, and then all caps, out, and declare the all caps rightful winner? Or do you have a all caps new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the United States Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections, unquote. The guy just cannot get over the 2020 outcome. I think most Americans just want to get it on to 2024. And I'm telling you, I, always an ever-Trumper, always a rhino, believe that when it comes to both parties— it's time out with the old, in with the new. Enough of this mishigash. Enough of this craziness. Enough of this talk about foregoing the United States Constitution when it comes to election results. Let's take the U.S. Constitution, throw it out the window. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be listening to all my colleagues today. Now, I know what's going to happen when Greg Kelly comes in here. Greg Kelly is of the type that if Donald Trump would have come out of Trump Tower and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, Greg Kelly would say, what? I didn't see anything. Oh, he probably deserved it. So he'll be on board with this. Rudy Giuliani, man, he took a bullet for Donald. He'll take another bullet. James Golden, 4 to 5. I don't know. What do you think, uh, Lou? Uh, Boy, this may be a tough one for him. But he's been with Trump through thick and thin. And then, of course, our roundtable discussion where the experts on the left and right will join John Katzmatidis. You know they're going to weigh in on this. And then clear the deck. The constitutional scholar of the United States, Mark Levin, 6 to 9. He's got to be in his bunker, either in Florida or Virginia right now, saying, what the hell am I going to say about this? It's more important, what do you have to say about this? Are you going to stick with Trump? Or are you going to swim away from the SS Trump like 
Peter King has, like Bo Deedle has, like uh, Dove Hyken has this morning with Sid, or maybe even Sid himself. Yeah, we're going to play the cuts, and we're going to go to your calls. Our number is one 800 848 That's 1-800-848-WABC. Is this the final straw for other Trumpers, for the MAGA nation? Especially since he has basically said, oofa to the United States Constitution. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This sounds like a rebel yell. Last night a little dancer came dancing to my door. Last night a little angel came pumping on the floor. Oh, he's always been a rebel, Donald Trump. And for all of you who want to know, I had a love-hate relationship with the Donald for 30 years. And then I broke ranks with him probably long before everybody else who's jumping ship. Got labeled a never-Trumper, a rhino, although the most fierce animal in the uh, jungle when going to the waterhole is the rhino. Nobody interferes with the rhino because you get gored <laughs> if you come anywhere near this, uh, this creature of God. But I noticed only one person wants to talk about this. They want to talk about marijuana. They want to talk about backmasking. You know, another one bites the dust. Hey, what do you, what do you think? I'm making this up? Trump calls for the termination of the Constitution in a truth social post. He wants the Constitution suspended over the 2020 election results. The guy can't let it go. It's over. The election is over. It's on to the next election. We're not going back. The United States Supreme Court said no. And the majority of the appointments of the justices were his. We're not going back, Donald. He can't, he's obsessed with that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Philip, who's calling from Mendham, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Phil. Thanks, Curtis. Curtis, I'm calling, I don't usually call, I'm more listening than talking, but you're a subtle thinker. This is a little subtle anyway. Some of the other hosts uh, are less subtle thinking. But, uh, you know, uh, Trump, uh, the Federalist Society is who picked all his judges for him. And then he just kind of picked among the small selection that they gave him. And he did that, like, without exception. And, you know, they may be right wing, the the Federalist Society, but, you know, they're also fancy themselves constitutionalists. At least until you get to a case like, you know, Bush v. Gore, then they all ran for their partisan, uh, you know, uh, proclivities. But in this case, they upheld the Constitution, and when Trump goes against the Constitution directly, as he did, it's kind of an acknowledgment that the judges weren't the problem. They were honest, and it was a clean election. That was obvious. It was the Constitution, and I'm glad that he kind of flat out— took the judges off the hook and attacked the real obstacle for him. That's really all I wanted to say. The real obstacle. 
suspending the United States Constitution. That's nuts. The obstacle disappears for him. Yeah, well, look, uh, he can run his mouth off. But this is what we, we live with, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I mean, this is the basis, the foundation for our government. You, you want to you wanna have an amendment to the Constitution, there's a process. You want to remove an amendment, there's a process to do that. You don't just say because you think you got robbed in 2020 that, oh, let's suspend the Constitution over the 2020 election and install you as president again. It ain't happening. It's not happening. In fact, let's go to the audio long-term supporter of Donald Trump. Another one's jumping ship. You know, Lou, I'm tired of all these guys. Peter King swimming to my SS, uh, never Trumper. Bo Deedle right Oh man. He's like on top of Trump morning, noon, and night. And now it's Dove Hiking. Can we go to the audio tape? I acknowledge all the time, as you know, Sid, uh, that uh, and and I still and I will always that while Trump was president of the United States, Israel had no better friend. There's no question about that. But that does not give him a pass. That does not give him a license to simply do whatever the hell he wants to do. Associate with people like Kanye West. I mean, the hate coming out of his mouth, the danger to the Jewish people. This is real stuff. Ah, uh, Kanye stuff doesn't bother me. The de-sanctimonious stuff does not bother me. This bothers me. Now, Lou, I had to step out temporarily to feed the pigeons when uh, Sid was having his conversation with Miranda Devine. Has he jumped ship yet? Last one. Uh, I'm still supporting Trump although I'm getting very tired very quickly, that meeting with Kanye, forget about the other guy, the meeting with Kanye really turned me off two weeks ago. Now he's going to rip up, rip up the Constitution. <laughs> He'd like to at least because he got jobbed back in 2020. I know you like Trump as well, but he, he can't continue to say and do things like this and be taken as a serious candidate agree or disagree i think it would be better for everybody especially given his age that he probably won't won't be able to serve a second term that he would support a younger candidate whoever he thinks it would be whether it's ron DeSantis or someone else and helped them get elected in 2024 to save the country for two terms i see that sid rosenberg is still on the ss trump you can listen to him every monday through friday The new format is Sid Rosenberg and friends, since I'm generally on like once a week with him, Lou, could we also have Sid Rosenberg and friends and foes, Sid Rosenberg, friends and fiends, whatever you want to use the other F for, not the one that would knock us off the air. Look, out with the old, in with the new. That's my position. Joe Biden, go back to your basement in Delaware. Just retire. Donald Trump, down to Mar-a-Lago, just retired. It's time for a new generation of potential leaders. Let them battle it out and let the best man, woman, non-binary, polyamorous, asexual. I got to use all. Do I have to use all 72 terms now because Mr. Woke here, uh, Macedonian Phil, demands it like all hipsters and millennials? 72 different sexual identifications, 72 different gender identifications, Man, I've had it. 1-800-848-9222.
Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Oh, it's Nothing me. can stop me. I'm all the way up. Ah, notice this, Lou, French Montana, Coke Boy. Rapper, uh, who runs Coke Boy Records. By the way, he's hanging out in the swinging soiree at Club Zero Bond. Whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond. It's a private club that our mayor, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, will probably be going to tonight since he's back from Qatar. With his homeboys, French Montana, Coke Boy, and Ja Rule. Remember that, that rap song? A hundred guns, a hundred clips, and we rule New York City. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to um, Donald Trump, who, um, again, either he does it for a shocking effect, I don't know, but uh, this one may well be the defining moment of the many years of Donald Trump it caused so many other people to sever their relationship, at least in supporting him to become the Republican nominee to run for president again, as he calls for suspending the Constitution over the 2020 election results. He can't get over 2020. Let's go to Ed in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Ed. Yeah, hi, Curtis. Uh, there on WABC, we're always broadcasting Curtis. Uh, I think you're getting it backwards about what Donald Trump said. Uh, what he's saying is that if we allow this uh, kind of fraudulent election shenanigans to continue, then we might as well throw away the Constitution because this this kind of election fraud just makes a mockery out of uh, every constitutional principle. That's what he said. He didn't say we should get rid of the Constitution. He said – we can't allow this kind of fraud to continue because it makes it makes the Constitution uh, null and void, essentially. You know, I wish, uh, Ed, to resolve this, we had audio of uh, the former president. But, you know, he's... Yeah, I, heard, I heard the audio, and I heard what you said, and I heard what he tweeted. You quoted him word for word. Okay, now, said. now said, uh, if, if, only, if only we could backmask it like we did, another one bites the dust uh, by Queen. Wouldn't that be great? That's more, he's saying more marijuana. There's no doubt, Chris from the Catskills was right. And Macedonian Phil, he's still going, wow, man, that is so cool. We should do that to all the politicals. My God, we'd never be able to get through a Joe Biden presentation. How can we backmask Joe Biden, right? He stumbles and mumbles. But it would be interesting with Donald Trump, Barack Obama. We're going to talk about that in the 12 o'clock hour. His uh, trip down to Georgia on behalf of Reverend Warlock versus Herschel. I don't know if I'm a vampire, a zombie, or whatever, Walker. And it may come down. Can you imagine after all these months, both candidates knocking themselves out, neck and neck in the polls. It may come down to werewolf versus zombies. Anyway, let's go to the phones. And Seth in Long Island, your turn to be heard here at WABC, Seth. Hi, how you doing, Curtis? I've had better days, Seth. I've had better days. My city is a hot mess. 
Uh, and the police department my city, is, is, is my city too. And I it's, live on the west side. I happen to be out in Suffolk County today, but I live on the west side of Manhattan. And uh, I certainly wish you had won the mayoralty because I think you would have cleaned up the mess pretty quick. Well, thank you. Thank I remember you, when Giuliani came in, uh, we saw changes immediately. I've lived in New York City since uh, 1979. I actually went to school, then I went away, came back to what was, as you put it, a hot mess in the uh, early 80s. And when Giuliani came in, you could see the difference within days uh, in terms of just a feeling of something was being done, the city was safer. Uh, so I, I totally share your concern and despair about what's going on in our city. But, you know, I've been an independent voter since the Carter days uh, when I switched out of the Democratic Party and became an independent. I've been an independent since. But I did vote for Donald Trump twice because I was very enamored with this America First agenda and what he did in the first term uh, in terms of the tax cuts and sort of all the things that he did, standing up to China, uh, standing up to Cuba, uh, standing up to totalitarian regimes around the world, making us energy independent. He really, despite the constant flack and the constant pushback on him, which was totally uncalled for and unjust, he did some remarkable things. But at this point, I'm frankly turned off. Coming out of the gate and attacking Ron DeSantis and further just uh, splitting the Republican Party was a mistake. Uh, he's made subsequent mistakes. And one thing I do disagree with you as much as I respect you is that I think this meeting with Condé West just shows a lack of judgment and a lack of uh, kind of a sense of what needs to be done to stop not only the decline of our city, but the decline of our country. So I'm hoping that Donald decides he wants to play golf, relax, enjoy the rest of his life, and leave it to others. But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I commend you, Seth. You did it here in a way that I wouldn't have, uh, although I do concur. Even though I was an ever-Trumper, a rhino, still am, uh, you're right. Donald Trump did a lot of great things as president of the United States, things that I didn't even think would work, and they did. But this other stuff, this Michigash here, calls for suspending the Constitution over the 2020 election results. It's over. It's time to move on, not moveon.org. People will right away say, oh, Soros bought you. No. Let's go to Francis in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Francis. Hi. Um, I know how you feel, but I want to tell you something. You remember the expression, the saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's one thing. And the other thing is this. If you have a child and a child is hurt badly for unbelievable reasons, it doesn't go away. I watched that election all night long. I saw the numbers. I saw them putting up papers on the walls, on the, on the glass, so nobody can look in and see what they were doing. Do you know how many times they broke the, the Democrats, broke the Constitution before the election? Francis, All Francis. the things they did that were never done before Francis. and was against, I guess, the Constitution? Francis, calm, calm down, lied. calm down, Francis. Look, some of, that, some of that may well have happened. I've had many conversations with Michael Mbadicic, Rudy Giuliani, who's right been in the epicenter of that. But let's look at our history of presidential elections. JFK stole the election from Richard Nixon. He capitulated. It was over. 
He came back and he became president in 68. After he told the reporters after losing the governorship in California to Moonbeam Brown's uh, father, you won't have me to kick around anymore. And then, of course, there's Al Gore. Al Gore, right? He thought he won and he lost. It was the United States Supreme Court. Took eight weeks to determine that the vice president lost and Bush 43 won. Now, was he happy? Of course not. Did he mumble and grumble? Of course not. Yes, he did. Excuse me. He did mumble and grumble a bit. But it was over. It's time to move on to the next election. There are no more venues to argue 2020 in. It's over. The idea would be you make sure it doesn't happen the next time. And the Republicans can amass money specifically for ballot integrity, ballot security. It's what happens. Let's go to Ann in Clark, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABCN. Yes, thank you. Uh, doesn't Trump have the same right all of us do? The freedom of speech? Yes. yes I know he he's, well, the, oh, I know where he is in the um, line of possible becoming president again. However... He's entitled to say that. We don't like to hear anybody say anything that we don't, we don't agree with. And that's not good because we've got to keep having people say what they think. No doubt. But you understand, and this just feeds the beast of people out there, independents like you heard, the gentleman from the Upper West Side, not far from where I live, uh, a solid Trump supporter, two straight elections, who's saying enough is enough for a lot of people when all of a sudden, as a not only a viable presidential candidate for the Republican nomination, but at this point, the expected winner, when you all of a sudden call for suspending the Constitution over the 2020 election results, when else might you determine to suspend the Constitution? Does it end here? Because it's not going to be resolved. It gets resolved in 2024 with a new election. Donald Trump will not be inserted as president now. No matter what comes to the surface, no matter how many threads that Elon Musk, who now claims that he's under threat of assassination, uh, Macedonian Phil, look up the Wikipedia of Howard Hughes. I have a feeling that we're looking at a potential Howard Hughes here. Yeah, I know. You have no idea. And it's not Hughes Corporation. Rock the boat. I, I know you got that, right? No, no, no. But this has gone nuts. It's like, sure, you want to investigate Hunter Biden. I'm on board with you. But you want to go back and redo the election in 2020 when we have an election in 2024 that Donald Trump has already said he is a Republican candidate. Uh, the over-under point spread would suggest that right now he's in the lead to win it. Nobody else has emerged who's battle-tested, who might be able to take him out. So what the hell are we talking about suspending the Constitution? Anyway, let's go to the phones Let's go to Adam, who's calling from Lindbrook. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Adam. Hey, Kurt, Hey, Curtis, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a long time. But, yeah, look, I've been independent since Jimmy Carter myself. I was guarding the German borders when Ronald Reagan was our president. And this is just dangerous for our country. I, I, 
I was done with Donald Trump when he tried to overturn the election and turn us into a banana republic. Thank God Mike Pence had the backbone to do what he had to do because if Kamala Harris tries to do that, what are we going to do? Think about that for a second. For all you Jim Jones followers that will follow Trump no matter what, that's ridiculous. This is a very, very important country, and we have a lot of very smart young people that can run this country a lot better than what he can. That's what I have to say, Curtis. I have one well, other question for you. Well, hold on a second, Adam. Hold, hold on. You said a lot there. You said a lot. First off, um, I wouldn't say I know Donald Trump personally. I've had a love-hate relationship with him. Lou, I can uh, assure you he does not drink Kool-Aid. I've never seen him, even though he's a teetotaler, he does not drink. He's a prohibitionist for himself. Never Have you ever heard him about him drinking Kool-Aid, Diet Coke, yes. And now what are they saying? There's a cult of Diet Coke Coke drinkers, led by Elon Musk, Donald Trump, and Rudy Giuliani. This is crazy. This entire election cycle has become incredibly crazy. Let's everybody slow down. We got an election 2024. We have one candidate for the Republican nomination. We know who he is. Good, bad, or indifferent. Others may jump in or others may decide, no, I'm not doing it. The Democrats have to determine whether fumbling, stumbling Joe Biden is capable of being president. I mean, I would question whether he can do it now, never mind running for re-election. Again, I beseech all of you, no matter how strong your support is, for Joe Biden or for Donald Trump. And a lot of Democrats now are all of a sudden back on the Biden wagon saying, yeah, did pretty damn good in the midterm elections. Out with the old, in with the new. Biden, go to your basement there on the Delaware shore and stay there. And I like what the uh, independent caller from the Upper West Side, Donald, go down to Mar-a-Lago, enjoy yourself playing uh, golf, write your memoirs, criticize from Mar-a-Lago. You have your own social networking platform. You can exercise free speech. Elon Musk has put you back on Twitter if you want it. But please, time to move on. And again, Lou, it's not moveon.org. I am not uh, financed by George Soros. Let's go to Bobby, who's calling from Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bobby. Curtis, you know I love you, right? But you're being very unfair to Mayor Adams. You know that, right? Well, explain. Explain. All right. You're, you're, you're not being an equal opportunity gangster. And what I mean by that is this. I see you running around in the ragamuffin parade, Gambino's on the left, Genovese on the right, Lucchese over there. Everybody's hanging out with everybody. Everybody's sleeping with everybody. You want to address the corruption of Eric Adams? Let me tell you something. What about the corruption of all your idols? Ray Kelly, all those DAs, that we're still unraveling the problems of wrongful convictions, including your wife right now, your ex-wife, should I say, in Queens, who got a mountain load of wrongful conviction cases. I could go on and on. Uh, You're talking about crime and the NYPD? There's been massive crime that you've met. Well, to be fair, you have spoken about, but there was just a conversation and not us. Crime outside in the streets, now it's bad. It's been historically bad, especially politically inside. Uh, I mean, I love Bobby, Curtis. Bobby, uh, I love it, you, Curtis. I too. 
Wait, let me make mention. A lot of people have called me OG, as you know, Lou. Old, old gangster, right? I'm not an old gangster, right? Old guardian angel, right? OGA. What do you think? EOG, equal <laughs> organized gangster. What do you think? You think I'm an EOG? Like Bobby says? Yo, what's up, EOG? Yo, yo. Put your guns in the air like you just don't care. I don't know. I don't I don't like that EOG. I don't know. It's got to come up with a different acronym. Although, hey, hey, some of what Bobby said resonated. I, if you notice, I stay quiet. I normally don't stay very quiet. Bobby was right. Meds and meds and poco poco. But again, Eric Adams is corrupt. There's no doubt in my mind. You, uh... There was an old uh, old term that I was taught by my father, Chester, merchant seaman, 54 years, is that you are the company that you keep. If you surround yourself with criminals, it's almost impossible that you're not a criminal yourself. If you're surrounded with hustlers, it's kind of difficult for you yourself not to be a hustler. You are the company you keep. And when it comes to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, look at who he has surrounded himself with. Let me exempt Sid Rosenberg, who's his very new dear friend. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Yeah, this is Hughes Corporation. Good jam. The Notion. Going to be listening to Greg Kelly. One to three. See if he's uh, still on the good ship, Trump. James Golden, four to five. And then, of course, Mark Levin, our constitutional scholar, based on what Trump called for suspending the Constitution over the 2020 election results.